Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guests today are Adam Sonhalter and Jack Mancini of Maximum Value Partners. They are a bit of an enigma in the business coaching circuit. Um, I was just telling them they were a little different uh, before we got on. <laughs> we heard that before. <laughs> I know, before we hit record. Uh, while many large companies and corporations hire business coaches to work with their executives, MVP's duo hires their clients. Adam and Jack will only work with clients who are a fit. Maximum Value Partners works only with small businesses, and it's been that way since the pair teamed up in 2003. Thanks so much for joining me, guys. Thanks for Glad to be time. here, Diane. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Thrilled to have you here. So uh, we're going to be talking about um, like husband and wife teams and, you know, because family businesses are a huge part of that small business space. And they, I think they have sometimes unique challenges. Um, and one of those challenges I find is their ability to define the business roles and the job description. So what do you suggest a husband and wife team do to make sure that there's real definition there? <laughs> I, I would advise they they don't start out together. Don't work in the same company. <laughs> right? It seems statistically that uh, more won't the, the, the if they're a traditional couple married and and uh, uh, it won't work usually seventy percent of the time for a bunch of reasons which we'll get into in a little bit. Yeah. Well, see, yeah, That's see, me now. Adam, yeah, say, he's got a positive life's experience. We have different experience of it. So D Diane, you know, so your audience knows, yeah, I grew up with that, right? So my parents worked together for 40 years, right? So growing up, I thought that was just normal, right? You know, to have, you know, not only have a successful business, but have a successful marriage. That's just part of how things kind of work. It wasn't until I got into the business world, I realized how unusual my parents were. And so as I started to kind of, you know, peel back that layer and said, well, how come they were successful? You know, and so one of the things you talked about in terms of what's, you know, defining what their roles were. And so, and the roles at home were different than the roles at work, right? And so when it came to the, to, to the work roles, you know, my dad was more the product, you know, service expert, more the sales guy, whereas my mom took care of more of the, 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 the people side of stuff, the, the financial side of stuff. So kind of like in, you know, inside versus outside kind of stuff, right? And, you know, it was pretty clear that, you know, he was more in charge and people, you know, who's the boss, they would look, you know, to my dad. Now, when it comes to the home front, very different, right? And, and, and the best way to describe this is my dad has an allowance and he's had an allowance for over 50 years. That's how, that's how things work. So it's very clear who's in, you know, who's in charge. And so they were very good about defining those roles, you know, pretty quickly and having what are often uncomfortable conversations, but it's amazing how 
many spouses don't do it. And so to, to Jack's point, we've had a lot of uh, clients that, that it happens where our client will come and say, hey, I'm thinking about bringing my spouse in the business. And it's always like, well, time out. Let's, okay, slow down. Let's talk through all the stuff, right? You know, you know, convince us why this is going to be the case. But we also make sure that they have the opportunity to say, you know what, if this is not working, it's okay to kind of raise your hand and say, hey, this, you know, it's, it's fun to try it out, but you know what? Our marriage is more important than this business is. And let's make sure that, that, we, that we stay solid as a marriage because we have seen, again, great successes. And we've seen times where not only does the business not survive, but, but the need does the marriage, right? And so, and everything in between, but it's, it can be very, you know, it's avoidable if right. you, if you started out the right way. So, okay, but let's talk about that starting out the right way. So, so defining roles, it sounds like, you know, defining roles is a, an important part of that. Um, being able to have difficult conversations, but, but what else would you say they need to make sure that they have in place, whether it's bringing a spouse in or the two deciding they're going to, you know, start a business together? What, you know, like, what are those guardrails? A fair, a fair assessment of, of what their strengths are ah. relative to the business. As you know, so many small business owners don't understand business. So they go into it with more of an emotional push. And boy, who can I trust? Well, I can trust my wife. And, and uh, so I'll start with her, even though she can't you know, grasp the business concepts necessary right. to be successful. Yeah. She isn't around right now, so I, uh, <laughs> that. this is being recorded, Jack. I'm uh, just saying. Uh oh, that's right. <laughs> but that that you know it has to be a common ground, or or one of the spouses is extremely uh, well versed, you know, in business, where he can direct the the endeavor. Where if you're both feeling out, you know, new new terrain here. It's not gonna. It's not gonna go smoothly, as you well know. All the complexities they they make for themselves, uh, you know, pull away from the success of the business, and so that yeah. creates issues at work, which will create and carry home to the domestic front there. Which that that's why, in a nutshell, it doesn't work, as I I think you know, for for the quick and dirty analysis. Yeah, Adam. Yeah, so a couple of things. First off, I would say you got to figure out who's in charge. Okay, and that's something that we have those discussions with with all of our clients where they have partners. I don't care whether they're spouses or not. And and, and Jack and I are not big fans of these 50-50 partners. You know, at the end of the day, somebody needs to have fifty-one percent. So that again, we aren't always going to agree. But somebody has to say, okay, I've taken it in, but now we're going this way. Versus if we're equal and we just start to spin and things just don't happen, right? So who's going to ultimately be the the, the, the decider? If we don't agree, somebody has to have the ability to say, okay. That's great. Here's how we're kind of moving forward. So I think who's in charge is, is a big deal. I think defining what success looks like. So what's success look like, right? So is it, you know, and coming back to, you know, if you, if you know what your roles are, but, you know, here's what we're trying to accomplish with this, right? Yeah. And then if things don't go well, what do we do? So let's talk about, let's talk about it now. Again, it's like, you know, the reason you, people get advised when you have partnerships is, you know, set up a buy-sell agreement like day one. Well, why? Because you're all getting along and everything's great. If you're all of a sudden pissing at each other, that, that's the last time to have these kind of discussions. That's okay. So what's going to happen if all of a sudden things aren't going well? And, you know, often is, you know, maybe we can't solve it ourselves. And so it's often where, where Jack and I will get involved. We'll get involved as that kind of facilitator or, or mediator, you know, 
And so there have been cases where we've gotten involved and we've been able to help kind of mediate those things, kind of get them move, move through. Oftentimes, though, it's, it, it's too far gone or, you know, uh, one of the things that, that we discovered is if your marriage is not solid, the last thing you should be doing is going to business together. Yes. It, it's not going to fix it, right? It's, it's going to create more stress and more problems. So if you don't have a solid marriage or a solid relationship, don't even think about it, right? Now, if you have a solid base, okay, that's something to kind of work from. Because if you have a solid base, you've been able to work through issues as well, just in your personal relationship that will serve you well as far as kind of going, you know, going forward in business as well. So, uh, boy, I am remembering like back in the day when men would have their wife come into the company because then it could be like female owned. It was before they really put, you know, limits on things like that. And, and I worked with, um, I worked for a man, his wife and, a, and another woman. And, and the wife knew nothing about the business, like nothing. And then the man died in a tragic car accident. And suddenly the woman who knew all about the business and the wife or now owners together right. of this business. And the wife had no concept and she didn't know, you know, she thought it was worth more than it was. And they didn't have a buy-sell agreement. They, they had none of that in place. And it was awful. Uh, you know, for years, it was just, you know, not, not no bueno, as my sister right. would say. <laughs> it's very common, unfortunately, Diane. Yeah, it happens a lot. And it's, uh, that's what often we'll, we'll push somebody. Hey, that's good. Hey, do you want to be, I know you, you love your partner, but do you want to be partners with their partner? Right. Okay, well, that, that's kind of, yeah, let's make it happen, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. And you have to think about those things ahead of time, right? Because right. you never know what could happen. You sort of want to plan for the uh, what if, right? Right, right. So let's talk some about employees because, you know, children like <laughs> to play their parents off of each other. <laughs> Just like so, employees, right? Yeah, right. I know, right. So, so how, do we, how do these people keep the employees from doing that same sort of thing? Well, that's pretty difficult. It, it, uh, uh, you, you have to be aware, you know, the couple has to be aware of the power of the owners. You know, they, they are supreme and, and, and the, the spouse basically has an advantage, an unfair advantage in terms of uh, understanding, you know, understanding how, how that person can, can uh, penetrate uh, playing off one another. You know, they, they, they see, they talk, they start rumors, they have good facts, they they work on basically getting themselves positioned where they know what's going to happen. They know the relationship between the wife and the, if it's a husband and wife, they know, and they, they will play that off. They know when to speak. They know when to drop little hints. They, they, they can manipulate just like kids do to parents, just exactly. Yeah. You don't think they know what they do. So you got to be aware of that. So, so that that big word that we often hear, Diane, and you know, is communication, right? And you know, whenever you got multiple people, communication is key. And so, but it starts with you know, the, the, going back to the roles being defined. So, if I'm the person in charge of HR, and somebody's coming to you and asking about vacation days, well, they say, look, go talk to Adam. That's that, that, again, so respecting those those roles and those boundaries. You know, hey, what's mine versus what's yours in terms of you know what we're responsible for. 
the communication part, you know, you know, having regular meetings, you know, as soon as that sounds, we, again, we often institute that with our clients. Well, we see each other all the time. It's, like, it's okay. Let's meet to talk about these things. And so to make sure on a regular basis, maybe it's weekly, maybe it's, you know, a couple times a month but to say, let's talk about one of the topics we're going to talk about is what's going on with our team. What's happening? What are you hearing? Right? Because, you know, part of what, what you want to do is you want to be developing and, you know, developing your team and see, see how they are. And so all of a sudden, if somebody's saying one thing to me and saying something else to you, it's like, well, wait a minute, what's going on with this? Maybe this person's not as good as I thought. They're just telling me what I want to hear, right? Versus no, they're being honest and, and they're consistent across what's going on. So to try to use it to your advantage from that standpoint, but you know, the, the communication has to be good, you know, amongst those spouses, you know, that, that, that we're talking about stuff, um, you, know, you know, so again, deferring to each other in terms of what your roles are, but I'll say that's good. Let me come back to you. I don't need to make a decision today. I, I heard you said, let me come back to you tomorrow. It gives me a chance and I'll go talk to my spouse about it before I come back and, and conclude. Make sure we're on the same page. So, you know, it's not necessarily with every little thing, but again, with the more significant things, you know, for sure. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about, and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. So, okay, but so... so Boy, that just brings up another question for me, which is, okay, so so the spouses should definitely be talking to each other and having these conversations about what's going on and you know their parts of the business, whatever. But my question is, when should they be having those conversations? And I don't mean like once a week or twice a month, or whatever. I mean, should they be having them during the workday or should they hold them for dinner time or, you know? Good, good question. Uh, the, the, the short response is whatever works best for them. Okay. And, and, and so one of the things is, again, going back to my parents again, in terms of as I, as I look back on where they were successful, I even talked to them about it. And my, my dad said, look, said, your mom is very good at saying, hey, it's, we're home. We aren't talking about work stuff anymore. We're done, right? And now that doesn't mean my dad's brain turned off, right? He's still thinking about the stuff. You just see, he would redirect it, or he takes notes, and he'd bring it back up. So, for from for them, you know, she wanted to keep. Hey, let's keep. You know, once it's five thirty six o'clock, yeah. let's shut that part off, except for any kind of you know significant thing coming up. But normal day, let's keep it during during the day. So often, what they would do is their early risers. So what they would do is let's have breakfast. So while the breakfast in the morning, kind of. Uh, either on the way to work or we're the first in the office anyway, you know, we'll just bring breakfast in and we'll kind of do it that way. So finding right. what, what works for you. So depending on what's going on, if you, if you have young kids, well, maybe, hey, let's go take the kids to, to the game or the practice and then we'll go have coffee and kind of talk, or go, go have a drink, talk about whatever it might be. Maybe it helps that to have a yeah. drink, to have some of these, these kind of conversations. So what works for you? But again, it's, it's scheduling. I mean, you know, again, it could be within work hours outside, but yeah. again, what, what's going to work for you? But finding that time and committing to it because otherwise, the days and weeks and months just go by so so fast. Well, they either go by. So I, yeah, I, I, I'm really grateful for that um, 
that thought process because for me, it's either the time goes by and they don't deal with these things or the business so bleeds into their lives that it's impossible to figure out where the marriage is and where you know the business relationship is. And I think that could be one of the reasons why so many of them, you know, it, it doesn't pan out. Absolutely. You can get lost. All, all you start yeah. talking about is, you know, the business. It's like, wait a minute, didn't we you know how do we how do we fall in love before, you know, right? Who are you, right? Yeah, you know, versus yeah. Say, you're another employer or, or you're a business partner. Or yeah, right. it, it, it can it can get yeah. kind of confusing. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So along those lines, um, how how do they go on vacation together at the same time? Oh boy. <laughs> it's hard to go on vacation anyway when you own a I know, right. Right. into uh just boy that that's that's a tough one <laughs> right i mean you know, you, yeah you it's it's very difficult for people to turn it took it took me years to understand and learn how to take a family vacation because you know you you just start out and business is constantly whirling around in your brain and you know you 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 have to make these hard and fast rules of don't call me unless you know this is going on and and uh you try to make yourself unavailable then you worry that things are going on and you don't know and you don't want to create a, a, a problem there but what happens is your spouse will see you not concentrating and uh little little snits will happen as we like to say so the vacation gets 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 put off kilter, and are you having fun yet? Kind of thing. You want somebody to keep asking you that? Right. Well, <laughs> it's difficult taking a vacation like that. Yeah. But we it comes do back, it. Well, it comes back to come come back to, to the to communication again, right? So again, uh, I recall as clear as, as it was yesterday, but it was forty years ago being on vacation out in, in Southern California. This is before all the technology existed. Though the technology back then was a phone phone, right? So. I remember, you know, first thing in the morning, my dad would be on the phone, just call in, hey, what's going on? I think I have to be aware of. And he'd do the same thing kind of, you know, for five, 10 minutes later in the day, just kind of touch base. And, and it kind of, it's time to, for him to kind of make his phone call. You know, what I discovered, you know, taking vacations is, you know, it, you know, I'm usually the first one awake. And so I don't mind spending that first hour or two when everybody else is still asleep. Like, let me get some stuff done. Because the last thing I want to come back to is a email box full of, you know, a thousand emails. You know, to me, it's better, you know, and if you don't let me do that, then I'm going to be more stressed out. I'm not really going to enjoy myself. So again, it's okay. You know, so again, so having those things, what do you need? Because again, at the same time with family vacations, we aren't together 24 seven as family vacations either. We're all kind of doing some different stuff. So again, so let's yeah. communicate and it's kind of scheduled in to make sure what's going to work for us. Because again, if the spouse is like, Hey, I'm done and I'm turning off. Okay. That's fine. Let the spouse do that. But if I'm not, that's okay too. You know, if one of us wants to kind of be a little more connected, especially in today's day and age, it's, it's, it's so yeah. tempting. It's all, it's all right there. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a great way to test your team when, when, when you go away and see, well, how are they doing, right? How often do they call versus me kind of just checking in? Because well, today you can check in without calling. You can just check what's going on. You have your, your technology, check this report. You, have, you, you can watch what's going on without really interrupting right. them, right? So, right. You know, so it, again, it, it's come back to, let's define it. Again, those are the things that we haven't talked about. Let's talk about what's going to happen. And what's, you know, what really upsets you versus what, you know, what, what doesn't. So, you know, just having that kind of, I want to call it a negotiation, but you know, often that, sure. that's what it becomes to kind of talk through those things. Well, it feels like it goes back to that defining what success looks like, right? So if you define what a successful vacation looks like, <clears throat> then 
everyone knows what to expect before you go and then it's different mindsets it does it comes back to that communication thing so important it really is so i mean communication ends up being really you know for me the beginning and end of of everything that works or doesn't work you know um so but this is sort of along the same lines slightly different i guess i'm curious about when these couples who are co-owners decide that they want to start transitioning their company to their kids or the next generation, whatever that looks like. Maybe it's their nieces and nephews, who knows. Um, what should they be looking at? What should they be thinking about? How, you know, what is that? When should they start? You know, what does that process really look like? Well, it, you know, it, it's usually, I would say a five to 10 year process, you know, in terms of what, you know, in terms of just having, if you start the discussion, Hey, I'm thinking about transitioning, right? Okay. Well, if you're thinking about transitioning next month, we got some problems probably, especially if, if the kids or nieces or whoever is not in the business yet. Right. But let's assume that, 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 that they're in the business. The question is you want to kind of start talking about it. And, and, you know, that, that's what happened with my parents and, and my brother and I, right. And my dad was about five years away. So I'm thinking about what's going on and my, my preference would be to, to have either you or your brother take it over. If that doesn't work, I'm going to go to plan B and plan C, but he, he kind of wanted to start there. And I want to, that it was a good fit for my brother to kind of, you know, to kind of be the one. There's a word that comes out a lot. I know it's one of Jack's favorite words that comes out of this is, is we want to be fair, right? You know, be fair. And what, what the heck that does that mean? That is not one of Jack's favorite words. I know it's not. What, is, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, fair, fair is like beauty. It's in the eye of the beholder, Diane, right? So, you know, so, so what's fair? And so, you know, the, the kids are not equal. The kids don't have equal skills. So again, coming back to having those discussions about, well, who's the right one? And just because you're the firstborn versus lastborn doesn't, you know, you know, have you be one versus the other. And so again, it's coming through and just talking about, you know, as Jack was saying before, when you're as couples to kind of assess, okay, what your natural strengths and weaknesses are, and, 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 you know, vice versa, but also knowing, well, how, how are they together? Because, you know, one of those challenges is, again, well, if we're siblings coming into the company, well, we say, look, leave that sibling hat at the door. You're coming in with, hey, you're, you're this VP, you're in charge of this, you know, whatever it might be, you aren't brother, sister, you know, you guys are coworkers now. So, you know, and so... It, if you if you get a chance to see that part of, that's part of it, okay how do they interact together you know so the part is you want to get them into the business first and kind of let's see how they do you know versus assuming they can come out of nowhere and just kind of drop in and everything's going to be fine from that standpoint right. and uh, a big challenge often too that there's this un uh, often unspoken pressure where the kids have to say yes All right so part of it is hey let's give the kids permission to say hey you know this is not this is not for me like, you know, I don't want to necessarily do that because it's been mom or dad's dream ever since day one to kind of turn it over. And we've had clients like that. Well, they named the company, you know, after the kids. Like that is, hey, this is like their, your birthright. It's like, well, but they don't quite get along. It's not, 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 not the right fit. Like, okay, uh, I, I know that was your dream, but we got to involve them in the conversation as well as terms of here's what we're kind of thinking about. We aren't promising them, but say, here's kind of what we're thinking our day. What are your thoughts on that? And if they say, hey, I'm not interested. Okay, let's go a different route. Or, hey, I'm, I'm interested. But so having some of those, those early discussions help to kind of form and shape what it can look like because you know it's not to say better or worse to have only one if you have if you have five kids well can all five work together sure it, it, again if we have these discussions but um could it just be the one that's okay too you know it's it, it's starting to kind of figure that out but yeah you know, we've seen all those situations where we've had it and, and the kids were together and you know about six eight years in they couldn't stand each other more. they said hey we're, we're, we're great siblings 
but we're terrible together in business. So we have to break apart because we want to make sure we, we, we keep our, you know, our things there. So we've helped, help them kind of break apart that way and each go their own way and, and be successful on their own. You know, so it, it's, again, it comes back to a lot of the, having these kind of conversations, but also giving, again, giving them permission to say no is often what, what is the people say, well, I wish I was, you know, that kid, you know, that, that silver spoon. It's like, well, again, you know, depending on your perspective, it's not necessarily that easy either. It's like all these expectations are put on you. Like all of a sudden you're the boss and Hey, people working for 30 years, they remember when I was like five years old, like they, they see me as, as, as little kids still, like, how am I going to lead this organization? Right. So having those kind of chats, I think are very, very important. If, if uh, yeah, if the owner, and this assumes not a 50, 50 split, if the owner thinks ahead and gets comfortable with the word retirement, where he or she can leave, leave the company because they're ready to, step aside it's when they don't really wrestle with that and and it's difficult uh we we've had a number of of uh people that we've coached on retiring and start to prepare and start to think of yourself after the initial uh you know i this is my last day and uh, i've thought about this and for the next six months i'm going to do this and that's good, you know, golfing and vacationing and all these things are great, but they aren't going to sustain you for the next 25 years or 20 years, whatever it's going to be. And if that isn't settled well in the, in the owner's mind, there's going to be trouble. You know, no matter how good you, you try to prepare things, if, if that person isn't prepared, it's going to be a problem. And it's difficult. He's got to contemplate a life without work. And boy... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not fun, you know. No, I think that's a really big point, and I I know I've seen that in companies where they've said, okay, so you know their kids have been working in the business their whole lives, you know, the, the since they were 18 years old, and the kids are expecting to take on the company, and the pe parents will not let it go, and at some point, and so the kids aren't learning things like the finances, right? So the kids aren't learning things that are directly related to the success or failure of the organization and the, and the parents are, you know, you just, you can't get them to that place. And so they have this idea in their head that when it's time, right, that the kids will just, well, you know, not necessarily. And that's often one of the key points where Jack and I will, will get involved. They start having some of these kind of discussions and they kind of get stuck. And so it's hard. They, they, they need somebody to kind of facilitate that and make sure that these yeah. questions are being asked, but also to kind of, you know, we'll meet with the families together. We also meet with them individually because people are, often will speak differently one-on-one -on -one versus, you know, in the groups and you kind of get a sense of that in terms of what's kind of going on, you know, but it's, you know, to your point, you know, the, the, the parents often keep things kind of close to the vest. And, you know, we had a client years ago, I think he, you know Lisa, I'm guessing, you know, pretty well. Lisa Holly, right? From from Bria Moving. Does that name ring a bell at all or no? Oh, I, yeah, but I don't really, I don't know. But, well, you know, there's a family-run company and, and and her mom died tragically in a, in a car accident. And, and But her and her brother, they grew up with it, you know, started the kitchen table kind of thing, right? And so, and they both worked in the business for like 30 years. And they had a sense that things weren't going that well, but until mom passed away, they didn't really know. And all of a sudden it's like, well, here's all this stuff. And they're like, well, what do we do with this stuff? Like, we thought we had plenty of time to kind of learn this stuff. And so, you know, so she spent that first year after that trying to find some help. That's how, that's how, that's how she found us. And so we helped her through that process in terms of here's what, what it means. Here's what it means to kind of run the business and, and get involved in more than just the sales or the operation. Here's how you kind of do this stuff. And so, yeah, it, it, yeah, that, that knowledge transfer, you're right, doesn't often happen because we always, we, we have time, right? We, we have time, but 
the time, the time disappears quickly sometimes, right? Yeah. It really does, right? Right. Right. You should always plan for the, uh, what I always call the, God forbid a million times you get hit by a bus and you're in a coma scenario, right? Like you don't die, but you also are not available right. to answer questions, do the things you were doing before, you know, how, how does it, and you need it to keep going on because you're going to come out of your coma, you know, it's all right. <laughs> right. So, God willing, right. You, you come out of it. So guys, I so appreciate you explaining this and spending this time. I think this was really incredibly valuable you know, especially hearing like sort of the, the, the good, the bad and the ugly, you know, sides of it, not just the, oh, sure, anybody can do this, this kind of thing. So um, thank you so much for joining me. Will you tell the listeners, you know, how they can find you, how they can, you know, tell us a little bit about your podcast so they can be looking at that as well? Sure. Yeah. For, for, for Maximum Valley Partners, we have our website, MaximumVP.com. And then our, our podcast is called Dirty Secrets of Small Business. So you can either get to our website, which is DirtySecretsOfSmallBusiness.com, or use your favorite podcast player and search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business. And you can subscribe to it. Usually have a new episode every Thursday uh, that we drop it. We, we uh, are over 300 episodes, so over six years of doing this every week. And it's geared towards just helping small businesses and with the day-to-day stuff, as we'd say, 30 secrets, things that maybe aren't talked about much like we're, like we discussed today, these are things that often aren't talked about in, you know, in, in, in the public or limelight from that right. standpoint. Right. Excellent. That's so great. Well, thank you very much. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.